Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Waters, Jacques Taylor, longtime writer for the Dallas Morning News, and now basically his own company has done an incredible job. Award-winning journalist and president of JJT Media Group. Someone that is always there for an opinion on the Cowboys and pretty much everything else. And a book Garrett, you want to pop that up if you don't mind? That he's written on Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and the making of men. Jean-Jacques Taylor joins us now on 365 Sports. And we want to, JJT, to get into the book, no question, especially Deion Colorado headed to the Big 12 and the story that he was in 2023. Why is it the Cowboys in the postseason – with some success, and a lot of trips to the postseason are still in this nearly now 30-year drought. That, my friend, is a $64,000 question. I'd have a lot of money if I knew the answer to that. I think um, every story, every year has got its own story. I don't think that's a big surprise. I think if you look at yesterday, man, they they look good during the week, but and when I say that, when you talk to people privately, when you talk to people publicly, they said all the right things. You didn't get a vibe or a sense that something was off. But I don't think you had to look too far into the game yesterday, man, to see that they just played tight. Uh, they played like they had the weight of the world on them, whereas the Packers were free and easy. And the worst thing that happened to them was the Packers came down and hit them in the mouth with that 12-play, 75-yard drive. It took seven minutes to start the game. And whatever pressure you felt, was immediately doubled because you're like, if we don't score, we're already chasing the game, and it's just, you know, a few minutes into the game. And so uh, I was really disappointed by their performance. I mean, not that I'm breaking news here, but the totality of it. I mean, you look at all the other teams around the league, man, 
everybody who was playing at home started fast and took care of business. Uh, Detroit won by a point, but they started fast. And, I mean, everything was set up for them to do their thing, and they just they just collapsed, bro. Jacques, Jerry Jones has the decision to make when it comes to Mike McCarthy. Four years, one playoff win, but three straight 12-win seasons. It's, it's more of a pickle he's had in a lot of the coaching decisions he's made. If he moves on from Mike McCarthy, is that too rash? No, but, you know, I'm not a uh, – you have to always look at the big picture, man. And I don't know – you know, what Jerry has to do is he's embarrassed by yesterday's performance. You know, I was telling – I've got my own podcast, too, because it's called mm-hmm. Jock Talk. But we were talking on it last night, and the same way your friends were texting you, talking about, man, can you believe the Cowboys? What's wrong with them? Jerry's friends were texting him. And so what I'm saying is it's an incredible embarrassment and there will be a scapegoat for an embarrassment like that. The question is, who is it? Maybe you can blame it on Dan Quinn on his way out the door. But if you look at it as a process, not a result, the process is you're 12-5, and five, three years in a row. You're playing good regular season football. You're having a chance to compete in the playoffs every year. You're not getting the result that you desire. So if you fire Mike McCarthy, will your process remain the same? And will you get a better result at the end? And that's the $64,000 question. You know, and you got to understand the Cowboys. They fire him. Okay, cool. You want to fire him. Who are you going to hire? Mm-hmm. Because there shouldn't be a coaching search. It should be we fired him, we hired this guy. And so if you don't have that guy, you know, you probably need to keep him. Because remember, he's the offensive coordinator. So if you bring somebody else in, now Dak Prescott's learning the new offense. Will he be as effective in the new scheme? Will the scheme fit him the way this one does? All those questions have to be taken into account while fans just want blood. Fans want somebody's head up on a skewer. And you can't give it to him right now until you know what you're going to do with your organization. Jacques, what is Jerry's um, M.O. when it comes to something like we've seen this year as far as what happened yesterday uh, where people want immediate blood, like you said, is his M.O. to normally – like disappear for three or four days or what? Well, he, he normally takes uh, – I mean, he was very um, – when he spoke to the media yesterday, he was very – he made sure not to say anything that he would have to walk back. That's mm-hmm. why he was very cautious in his words in terms of, I don't want to talk about the coaches and the players right now because they don't want to have to walk anything back. He, uh, he told his weekly radio shows that he and Steven won't be appearing this week which is not necessarily all that unusual, but given the set, set of circumstances, it kind of is. I think he's really uh, – yesterday's one of the few times I've seen him really, truly stunned by a result. Uh, like, and what I mean is everybody could have seen a way for the Packers to win. They're in the playoffs, so it's not like they're a bad team. They've been hot. Their quarterback's been playing good. So there was a lot of ways you could see – for the Packers to win. Cowboys committed a bunch of turnovers, all this other stuff. What you did not see was a blowout loss. You can see a blowout win. You can see a close win. You can see a close loss. You did not see a blowout loss. And so, uh, you know, he was at a loss for words, man. So I think I think he spent the day probably huddled up with Steven trying to figure out what the hell did we see yesterday, son? I mean, what was it? Is there a... um... 
school of thought where I know the Cowboys are going to have to make a decision on Dak's contract and extending that here soon, uh, like they do with CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons and all that. But is there a school of thought that maybe they need to see Dak prove in the playoffs before they get into that business with him? You know, man, that's an interesting question that I tell people all the time, and I'm sure I've told y'all this over the years. If you want to move on from Dak, you can, okay? There's no problem. You could say he's 31 years old. History says if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to do it. For whatever reason, if you haven't done it by 31, and that's what he'll be when next season starts, nine, starting his ninth year, if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to do it. So he's got one year left on his deal. You can't franchise him. You can't trade him because of his contract, what's uh, the language in his contract. So you can move on if you want to, or you can let him play it out if you want to. If you let him play it out, he ain't coming back. And you say, well, how do you know that? Because somebody who ain't got no quarterback and ain't had no quarterback, New York Jets or somebody like that, Cleveland Brown, they will pay him whatever you think is stupid money. They'll pay it to him because they haven't had a quarterback. Um, now, here's the problem if you, if, you, if you let him go. And, again, if you want to let him go, you can let him go, man. The problem is there are no guarantees. Whoever you draft can play. And let's just use the number one. Say somehow the Cowboys trade for the number one pick overall. There's no guarantee that that dude can play. You might get C.J. Stroud or you might get Young. You might get David Carr. You might get Baker Mayfield. You might get Jared Goff. All them cats went number one. Only one of them is a star. You might get Joe Burrow. You know, or you know, maybe you're the Packers and you can go from Romo to Dak to whoever else you pick up. Or maybe you're the Cleveland Browns looking for your 28th quarterback <laughs> in the last 30 years. Maybe you're the New York Jets who ain't had a legitimate franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. Maybe you're the Buffalo Bills who had to wait 20 years between Jim Kelly and Josh Allen. And so what I'm saying is you can get rid of Dak if you want to. That's cool. You have reason to if you want to go that way. Ain't no guarantee his replacement is going to be found in a hurry. And you can say, well, I just want to get worse. I'm just sick of that. Okay. It can get worse. Jacques, yeah, Jacques, who has had the more frustrating postseason resume, Tony Romo or Dak Prescott? Dak ain't never dropped a snap to lose a game. So Romo still got the lead. <laughs> That's the field goal. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Romo, Romo still got the lead, man. Uh, and Romo had 2007, 2014 were really outstanding teams. The Cowboys have had kind of 16, uh, maybe 21, and this year were really outstanding. Uh, it's just been a lot of failure to make it happen. And now, I've told people this for a while, and now I think it's hard for the players to separate it, man. But, like, you know, Dak ain't responsible for 30 years of your frustration as a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. He was responsible for about eight years. But the way it's talked about, like Mike McCarthy, he ain't responsible for 28 years of frustration. He was responsible for four. But the way it's talked about, the way fans come down, the way media describes it in general, that can weigh on a player, on a team. Like, we're responsible for all of this weight. And you're really not. And you have to figure out a way to deal with it. And a lot of it is mental toughness. Um, and you heard Dan Campbell talking about it last night in the Detroit locker room. 
or after the game in terms of how they wanted to build their team and the type of mentality that they wanted because of the poop show that Detroit had been for more than 30 years. Jacques Taylor, Dallas Cowboys insider, the book Prime, uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, I've, I've seen it on Amazon, Harper Collins. You can go and, and get it at a lot of places in the making of men. You released that back in the middle of the fall. Of course, Colorado, one of the big stories, didn't end that well. Uh, your story, you've known him since you covered him when he was with the Cowboys. Uh, your, your thoughts about Coach Prime, what he's done at Colorado, and what the book is specifically about? Uh, the book is about I, – I, I moved to Jackson and spent the 2022 season at Jackson State hanging out with him. So if you've got any interest in what he is as a coach, how he gets down as a coach, why he'll be successful at Colorado, this will tell you because he gave me complete access to the program. So I was everywhere talking to everybody, you know, in meeting rooms, the team dinners, all that kind of stuff. So it's a real unique look at him, at who he really is, not the primetime persona that you see. And ultimately, I think he'll win at Colorado. Ultimately, I think he will. He's got to get his coaching staff right uh, because he's going to always be able to recruit a certain amount of talent once he gets started. Uh, but he's got to get his coaching staff right, man. And the other thing is, he, you know, he really enjoys working with kids. That's why he coaches. That's why he got no interest in coaching in the NFL. He only wants to coach high school and college kids. But now, he hadn't told me this, although we've had a few just kind of casual conversations about it. I think ultimately, man, if he leaves Colorado, it won't be for another school. It'll be because he's tired of NIL um, and the collectives. Now, here's what I mean. Dion, and he draws a very distinct difference in what I'm about to say. He doesn't have any problem with players earning endorsements. So, you know, if the JJT Media Group wants to pay a player $100,000 a year to represent him, he has no problem with that. He says, hey, if somebody wants to buy your brand, more power to you. What he doesn't like is collectives who say, hey, uh, here's $50,000 a year, here's $100,000 a year, here's $500,000 a year to play. He, he thinks that's pay for play, which he doesn't like. Endorsements he sees is different. Uh, but the way the game is going, if it doesn't get regulated in some way, shape, or form, now, understand, I'm always for the players because uh, you've seen this week what happened in Washington, what happened in Arizona. Coaches always do what's best for them. Even the great Nick Saban, who retired when, dog, after he got a recruiting class to Alabama one last time, knowing he was going to retire. <laughs> so I'm always for the players. Uh, they just got to regulate it somehow, some way. Uh, otherwise, I think Dion at some point will be like, you know what, uh, this, is, this is crazy. And uh, I feel for college coaches, there's no downtime, man. You're well, either recruiting, playing a game, or recruiting your own guys to stay before you bring a new class in. It's a grind. It's a beast. I don't know why anybody would want to do it. Yeah, and there's um, there's something to earning it, right, from from a guy like Dion's perspective. Look, when he was at FSU, he was the biggest player on the team, and, and you know people would have wanted to pay him for an endorsement. There's something I would assume, especially, and I think a lot of coaches and most people feel like this, like, look, I, I'm all for you making money when you get here, but if you haven't done anything yet, I, I really don't feel like I need to pay you anything. Well, there's something just to be said for that, but, you know, my high school resume says I will do something. That's why you're out here recruiting me. Mm-hmm. And so you can work it both ways. Um, I just think that they got to figure out how to get a handle on it, even if it's just changing the schedule around a little bit so that uh, people can make decisions. But again, man, how do you feel if you're an Arizona recruit mm-hmm. 
And that guy's been that guy's been begging you to play something about loyalty and let's build something special in Arizona. You signed two weeks ago, and he's like, "Hey, I'll holler at you." I mean, I mean, it's been going on since the beginning of time, but now the players have some some say in it, and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of uh, administrators got issues with it and want to control it and want to change it. But uh, ultimately, man, I think Dion's good for college football. I think he brings an excitement to it because he's authentically himself. And that's what I like about Dion. You know, he's always going to be himself. He's going to dance to a, a beat that only he hears. And he doesn't really care what you think about it. Uh, Jacques, you, uh, for many years, columnist for Dallas Morning News and elsewhere. Now you have your own business, the Jam Session, as far as your podcast. You've written books before, uh, and including the one on Dion. Now you have the podcast, as I mentioned. Uh, how much fun has this transition? I know it didn't, like, happen recently, but how much fun uh, has been, the transition been, and how much like more enjoyable is it because you kind of run your own thing? Well, that's a great question, bro. Um, I have a good time with it. I'm always I, I probably had more fun with it than I thought uh, because um, I'm doing a lot of different things, and so I never get bored. Uh, there's always something to do. Uh, some like I'm working on a couple different projects right now. Um, and so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the challenge. Uh, like I said, you know, you start every month where you work, you work for yourself going, well, these are the clients I got lined up. Let's go see what I can hunt this month. And, um, you know, sometimes you get a water buffalo and sometimes <laughs> you get, uh, you know, a muskrat. But uh, I like to hunt. And uh, I'm having a great time, man. It's something to be said for controlling your life. And, you know, this really started because I got laid off by ESPN ESPN Radio and NBC5 basically in a four-year period. And anybody who's been laid off before knows most of the time you get laid off. Why? Because you make too much money. And why do you make too much money? Because you're good. And so at a certain point, you just decide, I'm going to do something for me because I ain't going to never lay me off. (laughs) (laughs) And so so I'm always going to make sure I got some vacation time. And so I just decided to uh, to bet on me, man, and it's uh, it turned out better than I thought uh, because all of this is what led to the book project. And um, as soon as I finished that one, uh, I had a contract for another book that I'm working on. I can't wait to tell y'all what it's about because it'll be uh, it'll be just as good as this DI book. Um, and so I'm I'm having a blast, man. Thanks for your time. I just went online, bought your book. Can't wait to read it on Dion. Thank you very much, uh, Jacques Taylor. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.